When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Burt Show. All right, we've had some discussions over the course of the last couple of weeks about what is your preference in dating and what would be considered discrimination, correct? Yes, we have. So we got an email from a Burt Show listener some time ago because I said that I prefer to date fit women. Then I got some heat for me being fat phobic and I don't think that's discriminatory. That is just my, um, what I'm attracted to. Same way I don't get, attra- I don't get offended by women that like tall dudes and I am a short guy. That is your preference. And then we went down the list, right? Is if you won't date somebody because they're black, is that prejudice or is that just what you are attracted to, right? Yeah. And I I don't see this like some people see it. I know some people would see that as um, a prejudice, but I think that people should be allowed to have preferences. And if that's your preference, if you're just not in to black men for whatever reason, you're more into Caucasian men or whatever, I just think that's your preference. It's not something that I personalize and feel like I'm offended by. Did we come up with a definition for this, like what the difference was ever in these conversations? Because I feel like I'm bringing one to the table today that is definitely discrimination and not what you're attracted to. But what was our definition? I, I missed that conversation. I, I think I was out sick I, that day. I Googled it. So prejudice is an opinion that's not based on reason or actual experience. So if you have prejudice, prejudice, it's like, do you have a bias that isn't founded? Or is it like, whereas like your preference is just like, what, what do you find appealing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the woman that I know has a daughter. And she has been dating a guy now for about three or four months. They are both very physically active. In fact, they met each other in the gym. I think they do CrossFit stuff together. Um, That's sort of their thing together is nutrition and staying healthy, right? So her new boyfriend, again, about three months, hadn't met her daughter. He was going to meet the daughter this last weekend. And she was super nervous that when they met, she was going to get dumped because she feels like she has done a terrible job with her daughter's nutrition and fitness. And by her accounts, her daughter is overweight, like big time overweight. So she was feeling like, okay, so I'm going out with this guy who I also believe is a trainer. If he hangs out with my daughter and he sees what she looks like and how I have been feeding her and how I have um, been uh, just kind of irresponsible and a lack of exercise because her daughter doesn't have any kind of disease or anything like that. It's just like they were going through a period with her dad where it was just really stressful. And I think mom's just is, is like... I don't want her to have reasons to go over to dad's house, so I'm going to let her eat whatever she wants. And she has. So the daughter is overweight. There also could be mental health issues with the daughter dealing with a divorce. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I think the daughter is so young, she wouldn't even know how to verbalize them yet. But yeah. as far as I know, there haven't been any other problems in any other areas. Mom's just taking the onus herself by letting her daughter do whatever she wants. That's pretty much. Okay. And I think divorced parents can understand that, man, especially in the beginning of a divorce. You don't want your kid to always want to be over at the other house because they're letting them do whatever they want. It's, it's probably layered, mm. right? But anyway, in this case, so... She goes out with him this weekend and he meets her daughter for the very first time and ghosted her 
right after. There has been no So her fear came to fruition. Her fear was totally based in what her gut was telling her, right? So they go out this week and they spend some time. He didn't say anything on the date, but there was nothing controversial about the date. There was nothing that changed. There was no dialogue that hasn't been different. As far as she knew, they were having just a great time together. I don't know what they did, but at the end of the day, he has completely stopped communicating with her, just fallen off the face of the earth after three months. So she got ghosted. And the assumption is it's because her daughter's overweight. That's the assumption, right. So that to me, that's pure discrimination, right? That is not what I'm attracted to. That is a case of discrimination. I disagree. You disagree. Okay. I think if I were in that trainer's position, it's not because the daughter is overweight. It would be... And I'm, I'm trying to say this in a very non-judgmental way. I, I'm not trying to judge because I am not divorced. I don't understand everything that goes into it. But as somebody on the outside, I would look at, you're not taking care of your kid. You don't have time to have a relationship because you're not taking care of your kid. And again, that's very hard to say, not knowing like if there are mental health issues, mm-hmm. if there are mm-hmm. any um, issues like with health, like if there's a condition that causes your child to, to gain weight. But she, I mean, if there is, she doesn't know it. So she is taking responsibility saying like, my kid is overweight and it's because there's nothing except what I'm feeding her. I let her feed, I let her eat anything that she wants. So let's, let's work under that premise. Then for me, it's at that point, you, it's not neglecting your child, but you're not teaching your child healthy ways. I'm a fat woman. I make sure my kid eats healthy. We do a lot of work in that house around neutralizing foods, not restricting anything, but also focusing on health and exercise, but not to, I mean, it is a balance and it is a dance I do every day to make sure that my daughter has a full understanding of nutrition, that there there are foods that make you feel different ways, do different things for you, that play and movement is good. It makes you happy and feel good. It's, I do a lot of research on it. I listen to child psychologists, child nutritionists. I don't want her to grow up with disordered eating. And I also don't want her to grow up fixated on food or feeling like she needs to be in the gym 24-7. I'm trying to hit that sweet spot in the middle where she can just live and be a little girl and a human. Be happy. Yes, yes. Without worrying about what she's putting in her mouth or worrying what she looks like. It's a lot of work. This person does not sound like they have a good grasp on that yet and that they haven't, for whatever reason, I'm again, not judging, taking that step to teach their kid about nutrition or health or sit down. What's going on with you, honey? Like not because she's gained weight, but because of the divorce. And so if I were dating somebody and I saw that their kid maybe needed extra attention and extra help, I would I wouldn't ghost, but I wouldn't be down for that relationship because I in my head I'd be like, you need to focus on you and your family. Your kid's the priority. Mm. Your kid needs to be a priority, and it doesn't look like your kid is a priority. So I'm not gonna divert your attention anymore from that kid. And if you can't pay attention to your own kid and help your own kid out, then you can't pay attention to me. So my thought, my initial thought was just the opposite of that. Like here she has an opportunity with a guy that is really into fitness, really into nutrition, that if he was really into her, yep. he would want to help the situation out, he would not totally step up. bail. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. That he would want to, um, if he really liked her, and granted, we're only like three months in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's like, that's so early, but he would want to be like, hey, this is what we do for a living. Let me try to help you. And on the flip side, mm-hmm. if I dated someone, I would break up with them immediately. Really? Uh, I'd be like, you don't get to have any say. Like, how dare you look at my daughter's body mm-hmm. and decide that you can have a say on how mm-hmm. she looks? Absolutely. Never. So it's like a, mm-hmm. f- two different scenarios. Yeah. Here, Bird Show. Let me ask you guys if this is a stupid question. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the already answered. Because <laughs> um, I see, a bu- we get these prep services. We oh. can hear you, Tommy. Your mic's on, Tommy. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well oiled machine, huh, Dom? <laughs> go, Dom. You're wondering if we ever feel pressure to be perfect. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I see all these morning shows that are having this debate, and they keep reporting that this has been such a great debate on the air. And I'm looking at it, going, "What am I missing here?" So let me just run this by you guys. Is lemonade considered a juice? Yes. No. Oh. Yeah, it's lemon juice. Okay, here it's we juice, go. It's juice, right? Maybe, no, it's maybe, a mocktail. Maybe they're right. Here we go. Okay, I didn't think this was going to be any debate at all. Is lemonade a juice? Yeah, it's the juice of a lemon. Exactly. No, the juice of a lemon is in the beverage. 
But it is concocted with sugar, maybe simple syrup if you want to get fancy. Orange juice is the same yeah, way. I'm about to say, isn't that Apple every juice? juice is you, the same way. No, because you Cranberry can, juice is the same way. You don't add things to your apple or cranberry juice, where if you're saying that you do add it to lemonade. You do add. There's so much additives. If you yes. look at the box of an apple juice, or there's a reason why Jimmy doesn't First of all, drink. we don't appreciate your condescending additives. <laughs> 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 Not would you. <laughs> I don't get passionate about talking to y'all like y'all foolish. <laughs> I've never felt so belittled on this show before. <laughs> I may not get passionate about many things, but I get passionate about juice by God. No, like if you look at the back of any package of like juice, especially kids' juices, apple, cranberry, orange, it is full of so many other things besides the juice of the actual fruit. Uh- I'm with, I do not consider, for me, for whatever reason, juice feels healthy. It's not. Apple it's juice. Definitely not. Yeah, I guess if you're buying the ones like, yeah, generically off the shelf that has sugar in it and all that. Why do y'all but, see lemons as any different? I don't get it. Okay, so here's my closing argument. <laughs> so let's say you're going to make lemon chicken piccata. Are you going to add lemonade to it or are you going to squeeze a lemon over the chicken? I'm going to use a lemon. Boom. So but, lemonade is not a juice. You don't use apple juice if you're making an apple pie. But you wouldn't do that, period. But like if you were going to have like a taco and you wanted to squeeze some lime juice on it, you would squeeze the lime. You wouldn't put a limeade in your chicken. Am but I we're really not talking tacos? about, but th- that's not <laughs> juice. That's like in the recipe, it's like lemon right. or lime. Yeah. In this instance, if we're talking about beverages, like mm-hmm. juices, like all the lineup of juices, I mean, they don't call it lemon juice because that would sound weird. But like if you're comparing it to what's in orange juice and what's in cranberry juice and what's in apple juice, lemonade would be constituted as a juice. Am I really going to the phones for this? one eight five five show. I literally read this and I said, this is what's wrong with morning radio. Is that shows are debating this for 30 minutes and 15 seconds and it seems so stupid. And here we are. And here, and we, here are. we are. And we can't figure it out. But I'm with Abby. I can't put my finger on it. But lemonade, it's not a juice. If you go buy the little uh, lemon squeeze thing in a, in a restaurant, or a grocery store. Yeah. Don't don't they call that lemon juice? They do. Just like it's lime juice? Yeah, but it's not lemonade. It's not lemonade, right. But you can still if you can make a juice out of lemon and, and if you squeeze a lemon and it becomes a substance that you drink, how is it not a juice? Exactly. Then what is it? I mean, yeah, they don't call it lemon juice, but I mean you can use the juice of an orange on, you know, in recipes. Right. Um so to me, like if you're just talking about the juice of a fruit is different than the beverage juice. But if we're talking about looking at the beverages of juices, apple juice, cranberry juice, juice. orange juice, lemonade is technically a juice. But then why don't you just call lemon? Hey, I'll have a lemon juice. And and they bring you a lemonade. No. It's it's not what it was called. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is a lemon drop not a candy? When does it stop? (laughs) (laughs) Listeners are as superficial as we are. Good morning, Lisa. Is lemonade considered a juice? It totally is not a juice. There you go. Yes! Why? <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to pull the mom card. Kristen, if you go to the store, you'll see there's a bunch of juices for kids that say 100% juice. And mm-hmm. on the back, especially if it's not concentrate, it'll be just apple. You can squeeze an apple and get apple juice. You can squeeze an orange and get fresh squeezed orange juice. But you cannot make lemonade. <laughs> With just lemon. And she called you a bad mom. <laughs> she said she's going to pull the mom card. She just said you're a bad mom. She did. <laughs> I'm a bad mom because I don't let my child drink juice. <laughs> because guess what? It's full of sugar. Uh, all right. She said not juice, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm... We lost our juice. I got not juice, not juice, not juice. <laughs> yeah, it's not juice. Not, it says not juice. I That's say it's a juice. Sense. This is like I would call juice. it lemon juice, right? But I would say it's in the juice family. That's what I thought. This is like the conversation where I got. Um, I told you guys about where I got in a fight with my friend <laughs> about whether a tootsie roll was chocolate or not, which it's not. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. Is it? It's not chocolate. What is a tootsie roll then? 
it's chocolate flavored, but it's not chocolate. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider like if I want a piece of chocolate, I'm not grabbing a Tootsie Roll. Because right. to me, that's not chocolate. That's like those mm. craft cheese slices are really not cheese either. But yes. Jimmy eats those. They- <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, the chemicals are delicious. <laughs> it melts so good. This is the Bird Show. I was just telling Abby in studio as the words were coming out of my mouth. Now I'm wondering if it's ethical or not. Okay. I'm kind of borrowing a neighbor's cat because I don't want the commitment of owning one. (laughs) They're not much commitment. As somebody who owns a cat and loves the fact that she's kind of like a roommate who just sort of eats, (laughs) like this this is the food that I leave out for her. It's very low maintenance. Like how long can you, she go without you? The longest I've left her is probably about four or five days. She's obsessed with me. So I feel a little guilty if I leave her, if I leave her for too long. Yeah. But I think I could probably go a week. Really? I don't don't Mm -hmm. dislike cats. I just like dogs more. Okay. They're codependent. I like that. Makes me feel important. Whereas, <laughs> you need to feel needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, my emotional unavailability is perfect for this because a dog will get too close to me. I'll be like, mm, this is a lot. Right. This feels like a lot of commitment. And I've always said, like, cats, like, they'll rub up on you and love on you when they want to, but then when you turn your back, if they could, they would flip you off. Right? Absolutely not. My cat is obsessed with me. You don't know that? As soon as you turn your back, she's like, mm. Yeah, but, but at, least, at least she makes me think that she's obsessed with me. There you go. So we have... Have, and again, this is the first time I haven't had a pet in 25 years. Um, so this cat came by last night, and I'm like, oh, the cute cat, even though I don't really like cats, at least it's something. <laughs> so <laughs> Better than nothing. We're outside in the backyard playing some wiffle ball, and this cat struts through and is like, hey, what's up, you guys? So I'm like, oh, you're kind of cool. So I went upstairs, and I gave it some salmon. <laughs> and the cat is like, oh, you cool. And I'm like, you're cool, too. So now I'm wondering, I'm pretty sure the cat will keep coming around. But is that unethical to sort of, I'm renting this Lure, cat. You're luring. I'm luring the cat. It's not coming in my house, but it's hanging out and I'm borrowing the cat. I mean, a little bit of salmon and you're going to be attracting a lot of different things, but that cat will be back. Cassie was just telling us that she used to leave out food for stray cats and that went horribly wrong. Yeah, I grew up with cats and so we had one come out around our yard and I love them. So we uh, got some some cat food for it because it was showing up so much. We left it out on the <laughs> like our little front porch and on our ring camera we saw this black cat we call him shadow come up and eat the um the food and then a little later we got a notification we're like damn shadow poor thing is real hungry giant rat <laughs> and then we got another <laughs> notification later that night and we're like what is going on giant possum <laughs> and then a raccoon <laughs> all eating this food it looks like the animals got bigger and bigger and bigger and that was the last time we fed that stray cat <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cassie, what did TikTok teach us about our personalities this week? It is called the Forest Test, and it is a type of psychoanalytic test that focuses on the importance of relationships and their influence on your well-being. So it's like relational therapy. So there are six questions. I love these so much, by the way. I do, too. And they have a lot of credibility because it is TikTok. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely from like, this one came straight from Freud, actually. I'm kidding. No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm going to ask you each question and then after usually I'll give you all the questions and mm-hmm. tell you at the end this one has um, a lot to think about so I'm going to tell you after each question what it means okay, okay? And the end result tells us what about ourselves it just each question will reveal something about yourself and it's a way of getting thoughts and emotions to the surface that maybe you've repressed or you've not thought about mm-hmm. that aren't super obvious okay all right you'll see when we start going so you're walking through a forest who is by your side and go ahead and answer I mean, like, you can say I'm, it out loud. Yeah, I, I'm alone. You're alone? Uh-huh. Uh, I wrote down my fiance, Tiffany. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my mother was the first person who popped in my head. All right. The person you're walking through the forest with is supposed to be the most important person in your life. Oh, how about that? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Is you? Yeah. Okay. You can love yourself that sure. much. I yeah, think that's absolutely. cool. Yeah. And Abby, it sounds like you need to find somebody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most important person in your life is fictional and does not exist. Oh, just, Honestly accurate. <laughs> it just gets more sad and more sad. <laughs> All right. You come across an animal. What animal do you see and how do you interact with it? Like, what do you do? Do you run away? Do you attack it? I came across a deer. Okay. And I just admired it from afar. All right. Uh, uh, I came across a dog and got down on a knee and started petting it. Well, that's cute. I also came across a deer, but I ran away from it. 
Uh, it was a tiger for me, and I froze and said, do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> the size of the animal is indicative of the size of your current problems. <laughs> and how you interact it shows how, with it shows how you deal with those problems. <laughs> if it's a passive interaction, you're thought to be less confrontational and maybe are avoiding some problems. But if you face the animal head on or interact with it, then you're not afraid to face hardship and deal with it. Moses was a tiger and he was like paralyzed by fear. I gave up. You got problems, <laughs> problems, and I give up, man. <laughs> Life take me already. <laughs> you come across a house. How big is it? And is there a fence? What does it look like? All right. So it's, it's, there's no fence. Um, it's a cute, quaint little cottage. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and it's got like cobblestone. It's like it was built in the 1800s, so it's got like really good old charm and character. Uh, mine is just the opposite. It's a really big modern house on a hill with no fence. All right. I think Kristen and I are in the same forest because I pictured a sweet little like maybe it's not like a cottage, but like a small a small house with a nice little river rolling behind it. Oh, very Ooh. nice. Mm. Uh, a really big, nice home, kind of older. Maybe like the Home Alone home is oh. the way I could best describe it. That's what I saw. The size of the house is representative of the size of your current ambition. Whether or not it's got a fence is worth noting because it's an indicator of how open you are to new things. So if it doesn't have a fence, you're super open to new things. If it's got a fence, maybe you're a little closed off right now and you're guarded. Um, the style of the house is indicative of kind of what you want to pursue at this moment in life. So if it's quaint and cute, maybe you want to be more of a homebody or just chill out. And if it's super modern, then you want to go for things. And if it's a really big, rich person house, then you want to make a lot of money. <laughs> you, go in, you go inside. There's a table. What's on it? Um, mine was a kitchen table with a bunch of plate settings. Like, you know, before you eat, all the settings are on the table, but there's nobody around the table. It's just like the dishes and forks and knives and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But they are all very neat. Um, I, I pictured like walking into my house and like there's this little side table and there's a bunch of like old family portraits. Okay. I have a long dining room table with a runner down the middle, flowers in the middle, and two wine glasses on either side. One for you, one for uh, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> he likes a capino. <laughs> uh, I saw a nice dining room set, marble-like table with nothing on it. If your answer for what was on the table did not include food, people, or flowers, then you're not as content as you could be right oh. now. The style of how the table is set up is indicative of how you feel about your life. So if it's neat and orderly, you feel like your life is neat and orderly. <laughs> if stuff is just thrown <laughs> haphazardly, you feel like your life is a little bit in chaos. Interesting. I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> you walk out of the house and into the garden and find a cup. What does it look like and what do you do with it? Pimp cup! <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. So what I am picturing, it's like a, uh, a a glass tumbler. So a shorter tumbler, but it's um that uh milk glass. So okay. it's like a a creamy creamy white, and it's that like an antique glass. Ooh. Interesting, uh, especially because I'm really not drinking nearly as much as I used to. But mine was like a martini glass. Okay. I found a teacup and I'm going to go in the back of the of the little cottage and go in the river and have a nice have myself a nice glass of water. I saw like a white styrofoam paper cup type of thing and I really hope it's Hennessy in it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about the environment at all. Do you? No. <laughs> if you imagine the material of the cup is something hard and durable, then this represents your perceived durability of your relationship with the person that you walked through the forest with. <laughs> Bro, yours is styrofoam. <laughs> I don't like this game, man. Fo foam, paper, and glass are considered delicate, but metal and plastic are durable. Huh. Oh. What you do with the cup is representative of your disposition towards the person. So Abby would drink it from the cup of Smokey the Bear. Okay. <laughs> Make Smokey the Bear on thin ice. Basically means she'd be super open with it. Um, and final question, just outside the garden, there's a body of water. What does it look like? And you have to cross it to get home. So how do you get across it? Uh, it's a big, beautiful lake and there's a bridge that goes from one side to the other. Mm. Mine was a small creek. And how do you get across? 
I just walk across on the on the stones. I on just the water. On. You're just walking on the I'm water. I'm walking on water. <laughs> no, I, I just like, yeah, there's little stones that you can walk on because it's not, it's not overflowing. So you're getting wet or you're just... No, I'm not getting huh. wet. I'm just walking okay. on the stones to get across. Mine was like one of those streams of water where I could just jump to the other side. Okay. Mine's that river behind the cottage and I'm going to look for a way around it. All right. It's thought that the body of water is representative of the size of your desire for sex and love. If you're prepared to wade in and get yourself soaked. I'm done with this game. Y'all need to think a little bit. (laughs) If you're going to get yourself soaking wet, it's supposed to indicate indicate the relative importance of love and sex in your life. If you only dip your toe in or you cross the water on a raft or a bridge or cobblestones, then you don't prioritize it as much in your life. doesn't mean you don't want it. It's Uh just not a priority right now. Okay. Wow. Wow. Y'all think about that for the next five. (laughs) (laughs) This is... Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, May I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match, and I got to enjoy delicious wine, and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base, because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. Finding out that you've been catfishing just must feel so humiliated, so foolish. Probably thinking that could never happen to me, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in this situation. And then when the rug is kind of like just taken out from underneath, you're like looking back at it going, how what? How did I not see this, right? So if you have ever been the victim of a, a catfishing scam, what were the signs that you saw that you could tell others that, hey, if this is happening right here, it's probably not what you think it is. one because we got this email that Kristen's going to read from a parent really concerned about their kid when it comes to catfishing. Yeah, because anybody who's been catfished, we kind of like, unfortunately, want to use, learn from your mistake, and hopefully you can turn something bad into good by getting, giving people warning signs to look out for that this might be happening to them. And if you want us to put you on the voice disguiser because you still feel foolish about it, that's cool. But I think you really could help some people out here. Anyway, this email is a little on the confusing side. And you've got a parent that's not exactly sure how to deal with it. Dear Bert Show, how do I tell my kid that I think she might be being catfished? Actually, I'm not even sure if she is, but I know there are some things that just don't make a lot of sense to me. First, he's never asked her for any money. So I don't even know what the motivation would be. They have been, in quotations, seeing each other for a year and a half, but have never actually met. 
She's 23, so I don't want to hover over her. But every time she makes plans to go visit him or he's supposed to come here and visit her, he always backs out last minute. It's happened three or four times. He also confided in her that he is very, very sick. She, don't, she won't tell me what illness he has because she says she doesn't want to betray his trust. They do FaceTime with each other. So I know he's a real person. She doesn't tell me much, but she has told me that he's been laid off from two jobs for reasons he didn't think were unfair. Um, I don't know what to think. I'm thinking about giving him the money to come visit her here just so he has no excuse not to come. I'm super confused. I don't want her to be hurt, but I don't want her to be investing in a guy she says she's certain she's in love with. I mean, once again, they haven't met. What can I do? Any advice? One eight five five Bircho. Um, <laughs> so anything I know about catfishing, I think I saw in that Manti Teo special on Netflix, oh, right? Yeah. Um, here's where I, I I do get confused. Like when the catfishing that I've heard of happens, it's usually like some money exchanged or some kind of scam. But in this case here, he's not asking for any money. Now, see, the catfishing I've always heard of, and even from the show on MTV, it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with attention. And that this person is, I mean, I don't want to call them sick and twisted, but they're just, they're preying on other people to give them the attention that they otherwise wouldn't be able to attain as just being themselves. Pretty sick and twisted. Mm -hmm. I'll use your words that you won't use. (laughs) That's most of the cases I saw as well. People use it and do it for that reason. If I'm in this situation, I would find a little bit of comfort in the fact that the person is not asking for money and in the fact that they have FaceTime. So you at least know you are dealing with an individual who's not afraid to show themselves, even if they're not necessarily portraying themselves as the actual person that you think they are. But I feel like in this case, I would put up the money to get it over with as soon as I possibly could. Like if I, if I, I would want my uh, kid even if I, if it is, if they are being catfish, I would want them to know as soon as possible because I know it probably would be hard for them to walk away without getting any answers. So I would do whatever I could in my power to, to make this happen as soon as possible so you could know exactly what you're dealing with. So is this the kind of thing where you would go and go, okay, I'll tell you what, man, because it's been how long have a they year known and each a, other? She said a year and a half. All right, dating each other for a mm-hmm. year and a half. Um, look, I'm going to give you the money to go on this trip, but let's make, let's make a deal. If this dude says no or we make these plans and he backs out, then let's both agree that something mm. weird's going on here and it's either time to investigate or just cut it free. I'm not sending my child anywhere. Yeah. I'm going to give the other person money mm. to come visit my child. I'm not, I'm not giving anybody money because here's the thing. You cash up him $500 or whatever for a flight. You can just take that money and run. Mm. If, if, I'm, if I go through with this plan, which I don't think I would, I would book the flight mm-hmm. and that way, like, there's nothing he can do or she can do with that money. Or do you just let it play out as the parent? Look, there's nothing being lost here. There is possible humiliation. They're adults. And as parents, we always want to make sure that our kids aren't going to hurt sometimes for the better. Sometimes I think we should let them just kind of like go through it themselves. But in a case like this, why interfere at all? Let, why can't you just let it play out? It's not like she's giving off a whole bunch of money or anything. She's investing her time and her heart. I don't agree that nothing's being lost because she could, uh, your kid could be going out into the world and actually going out with people who Mm -hmm. live in the area and building real relationships with people where it's actually feasible to have a relationship. There's a lot of emotional investment happening, happening happening in this person that you may never even meet. So I think, you know what, figuring out, getting to the bottom of it, not a bad idea, but be careful about it. Uh, Ariana, good morning. You're part of the Burke show. Hi. Hi, yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so I have been catfished before in a way. They use very old pictures of themselves, and then when I met them in person, they didn't look like how they looked years <laughs> ago um, physically at all. So I did feel a little duped and tricked, but we live in such a like judgmental world. I understand why some people do it out of insecurity or trying to portray a different image of themselves. Maybe they don't have that confidence yet. And I would let it play out. I was born in 91, so I do think it just comes with the territory of being on the Internet. There's going to be some fakers out there, and she kind of has to see that for herself. But if her mom does it for her, then it might just be more like my mom interfered with my life. Mm, Right. All right. Thank you for calling. Now, the difference between Ariana here and this email is that he said they FaceTimed. 
Mm-hmm. So there's no old picture or anything, but it's still a good indicator. Anastasia, good morning. You are part of the Bird Show. Thanks for joining the combo. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Great. Can you hear me well? We sure. Yes. Can. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, awesome. I would say a warning sign for me personally, because I was a victim of it, is someone that's always available. We're grown. We're working. We've got children. Someone that is always texting all every single time you text them instantly, I just think it's a walking sign. That they're always available. Mm. Okay. I can hear dudes going, now. I'm damned if I'm due. Yeah, I'm I, damned if I, I text immediately. I'm desperate. If I don't text, then I'm not paying enough attention. That's the thing. So. It's the Burt Show. So Mo has a podcast, and if you haven't heard it, what you'll notice in podcasts, the beauty, I think, in podcasting is that you really get to be more of yourself than you do on mainstream radio. So you'll hear a different Mo and a different Katie on In the Moment. It's kind of like a more relaxed, let your hair down kind of thing. It's exactly what it is. And um, I think, like you said, with especially with the fact that we did a live uh, a couple weeks ago where Katie got to be her full self for like the first time in front of all of her family. I think after that show, she just said, hell with it. I'm going to let it all hang out. I'm going to be completely honest about everything that I have done in my life. And I'm learning a lot about Katie on a weekly basis at this point. There are some times where I'm listening and I'm like, Dad, there's no way Katie really feels that way. Because mainstream radio Katie and podcast Katie have two totally different opinions. Very different. Uh-huh. And Katie and I have spent a lot of time together in the last five or six years. So I'm, I'm always like surprised when she says something that I'm <laughs> like, I just cannot see that being like a part of your character. And in this most recent time, I brought up, um, like, bringing up a time when you were in trouble, when you were younger, and, like, what was your, like, go-to lie to kind of try to get out of trouble? Because I think all of us have lied as kids to try to get out of trouble, and you always thought that your parents didn't know you were lying, like you were getting over on them, but they knew that you were full of it. And so for me, my honesty, I mean, I would do like lies I think everybody has done like blame it on my sister that that was the biggest one for me because if I'm 14 15 she's four or five yeah they can't punish her right what are you gonna do right, right. Like she can't get in trouble so I would just blame my sister for everything knowing that it was me so then I asked Katie like give me an example or something you did when you were younger to get out of trouble and well I, I learned quickly that she had absolutely zero shame in referring to her um let's just say health issues in order to do so what Yes. So what had happened, I I was in fifth grade, first of all. Okay, let's clarify this. I was in fifth grade and in school, I did well. I was on honor roll and stuff like that. Good grades. There was only one area I had problems with and that was talking. So I always get in trouble for talking. Like Katie was just chatty in class. That's who I was. Mm -hmm. And so in fifth grade, if we got in trouble for being for talking and stuff like that, you would have to um, I would probably have like silent recess. And you would have to have your parents sign off in your agenda saying, hey, today Katie got in trouble for talking. Sign here. So you acknowledge that she got silent recess. And so when that happened, it happened so often that I just decided to start forging signatures. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> At how old? Fifth grade. Oh, so, you really like thought that you could make it look just like your parents. I did. Uh-huh. And here's the thing my teacher noticed and she asked me to. She said, Katie. This signature looks a little different. Is there someone else watching you and signing off? And I was like, no, mm-mm. that's the same signature. <laughs> My mom was tired that day. <laughs> so then she called home and was like, hey, I think Katie's lying. My aunt gets the call and she confronts me. She's like, hey, uh, your teacher called saying this, this, that. And I was like, that's what Miss Busby said. Oh, uh, well. I'm in a pain crisis. I got to go to the hospital. So a pain crisis. For those who do not know, I have sickle cell anemia. Oh, so you. <laughs> and so. Oh, no. So you would just say that you are having a pain crisis. Yes. So what I said in that moment, because I panicked, I was like, I'm having a pain crisis right now. Ow. It hurts. Wow. We got to go to the emergency wow. room. And she took it serious. Wow. So we went to the emergency room. But at that point, you would think you were like, all right, this is going too far. I'll just take the little bit of trouble I'm in. No, Hello. really go no. to the hospital. As a I have to grader, commit. You'd rather go to the hospital. <laughs> I'd rather go to the police department. <laughs> Deal with my parents. And so I'm like, I have to commit to this. But here's the thing. One of the triggers of sickle cell anemia is stress. 
And I had stressed myself out so bad that I thought I was going to be in the hospital for a day and trying to get over it and be like, oh, I'm feeling better. No, it turned into a real pain crisis. Oh, see? <laughs> and I was in the hospital for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. So you gave yourself a pain crisis yes. by claiming that you had a pain crisis. Yes. That's God's work. And then I got into <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from there, I got into more trouble because I was there for so long, they started sending my schoolwork to the hospital. Like, you know, Katie can't get behind. Mm -hmm. And then my aunt went through my backpack and found out that I had a um, write-up that was for Saturday school that I never had her signed oh, off on. Oh, so oh. then I'm in even more trouble. Oh, what's that? Another pain crisis. <laughs> I feel it coming. She didn't speak to me for a month after that. <laughs> like, it was bad. Katie had a decade of pain crisis. <laughs> every single minute. Every what? single day. Hold on a second. Your aunt gave you the silent treatment when you were in fifth grade? Yeah, for a month. For a, a month? You don't do that to a kid. You can't give a kid silent treatment. She's faking pain crisis. I don't care. She didn't speak to me. It was my grandmother. So my grandmother flew in yes. and helped me with my schoolwork. And uh -huh. she stayed with me while I, before I went back to school and stuff. And every day my aunt would come in, say hi to my grandmother, and go to her room. For a month. Oh my God. She did not speak to me for a month. That is so hard, emotional solitary confinement. Oh, man. emotional damage. <laughs> This is The Bird Show. All right, so over the weekend here also, she hasn't seen her parents since Christmas. They are coming to visit, and she's super ner nervous for one reason, because she's pregnant. They have no idea, and she wants our advice on exactly how to handle this whole situation. I would take this one over the poop thing any day of the week. <laughs> Abby's got the email. So I moved away a couple of years ago from home for a new job. I was hesitant to move at first. However, this move has been great for me in so many ways. Not only have I started to build a career, but I also met a wonderful guy. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you brag a little more? Uh, our relationship moved pretty quickly, maybe quicker than we had planned. Well, when I first moved away, I traveled home to see my family quite a bit. As I made friends and met my boyfriend, I stopped traveling home as often. Well, the last time I saw my parents or my family was for Christmas. Well, a lot has changed in my life since I last saw them. For one, I now have a really serious boyfriend. They don't really know how serious. However, the biggest change is that I am nearly seven months pregnant. Oh, wow. Ah, they'll never even notice. Don't even, <laughs> don't even bring it up. My parents have no idea because I've been terrified to tell them. Oh, girl. Wow. You kicked that can way too far down the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it could be further. The kid could be here. I know they're going to be upset, probably angry, definitely disappointed. I've tried to get up the nerve to... The schedule just come out. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Did I do that? I lost my place. <laughs> uh, definitely disappointed. I've tried to get up the nerve to tell them for months, and I keep backing out. Procrastination mixed with fear of judgment has gotten me in my current situation. Because of a few days ago, my parents let me know that they are coming to make a last-minute visit. They will be here on Friday evening tonight. Obviously, they're going to find out, but I don't know if I should tell them via phone right before they show up. What should I say? Or cool. do I just rip the Band-Aid off and let them see me <laughs> when I open oh, the door? This is good. You guys want in on this? one eight five five virtual So do you... Do you even send up a flare beforehand and go, hey, there's something really serious I need to talk to you guys about, but I want to do it face-to-face, -face, just so they know? Sort of like some, no? You say I no. Mo always like saying no. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I would actually pretend like this was the plan all along. Yeah. Like I was. Go I wanted to tell you in person. I wanted to surprise you. I would make it seem like I was doing that on purpose. Well, but you can't really because the parents have planned a last-minute visit. So this is not coordinated oh, on her end. Point. So she can't spin it mm -hmm. like that. But what I would do is try to make it a special unveiling of sorts and have like a onesie made that says, you know, grandma, grandpa's baby or something like that. Something for grandma, something for grandma. Do something special along those lines um, to this is to celebrate this fact rather than to make it a negative. We're going to try, you know, we're, this is a positive, okay? And you are being very presumptuous uh, that they're going to be upset. They're going to be angry. They're going to be disappointed. Those are assumptions on your part. You don't, you honestly don't know how they're going to react until they react. So, yeah, you got to go in cautiously. And if they do have that reaction, then that's their reaction to have. 
I've been, I think we've all been in a place where you know you needed to tell somebody something and you get pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And then before you know it, it's not the thing that you tell them that hurts them. It's the fact that mm-hmm. you waited so long to tell God, them. Yes, yeah. And that's where we are here. So try to make it something special for them by giving them like a special grandma, grandpa, something or other. And I'm, I wish you the best. <laughs> that's <I don't>, comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these are really bad assumptions because my parents would absolutely freak out. If I didn't see them for, let's say, a year and they came up to Atlanta next week and I was very pregnant with a boy, they'd be like, I'm sorry, we missed several chapters. And then for me to try and celebrate it when they're probably in like deep shock and maybe even a little upset, I don't know how they would take that. I don't think it's a bad idea to be celebratory about it, but I definitely think you should go in it with the kind of sensitivity that they may have that kind of reaction. Yeah, I mean, yes. You have to be honest about the fact that you should have told them sooner but you were nervous and you didn't know how to tell them. Be honest. Be honest about your feelings and where you were emotionally. And I feel any parent wants their kid to be happy. And while you can still be upset, parents can definitely still be upset with their kids, even when they're adults. Um, If you're honest about it, and at this point you have to be, because they're going to see you seven months pregnant, um, that you could have a... a pleasantly surprising visit. Mm. Can you pretend like you didn't even know? Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, 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 oh. You know what? Oh, this, is a, this is as surprising to me as it is you. I'm going to get this checked out on Monday. Isn't it supposed to be kind of rude to ask if women are pregnant? Like, when are you due? Mm-hmm. Just don't mention it. Yeah, they're the rude ones if they bring it up. That is very, very true. <laughs> or you can leave, leave Pride Rock and never return. There's always that option, too. <laughs> the Birch Show. The good news, it's a great gift. The bad news, it might be from an inappropriate person. You got something going on in your life? You want to share your drama with The Burt Show and the rest of the country? Hit us up at TheBurtShow.com. Abby's got the email. Burt Show, I could really use your unbiased takes on my situation. I would also love to know if any Burt Show listeners have ever been in this position because I truly believe I'm the only one. I'm struggling to make a decision based on principle, but I'm worried my principle is causing me to make the wrong call. Am I putting my conscience over my daughter's futures? First, the backstory. My former best friend slept with my husband. <gasps> hey, you know what? That's not cool. Nope. Where <laughs> I'm from, that's just not cool. You just don't do that. No. <laughs> to save our marriage, we cut off all ties with her and her family. It was the right thing to do for our marriage and our family. Reconciliation with my husband has been painful, mm. but slowly we have rebuilt what we had prior to the infidelity. And I feel we're stronger than ever. Yeah, good for you. Wow. Have I forgiven him fully? Yes. Will I be able to will I be able to trust him fully again? I'd say I'm currently at 98%. (laughs) That's about 90% more than where I think I'd be. (laughs) (laughs) Recently, my husband and I received legal notifications that she, I refuse to use her name, has established two very generous college funds for our young daughters. We, especially I, want nothing to do with her or her guilt money. Her behavior feels so manipulative. Or is this just her way of clearing her conscience and trying to make things right with the universe? By refusing the college funds, I'm worried I'm being a bad mother, making my girls' college careers less certain. Would it be selfish of me to turn down her money? We could definitely use it, but it just feels so dirty. Ooh, Burt Show. one 855 Show. What would you do in a case like this, you and guys? Have you been in a case like this? Because I do feel like she's the only one here. It's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Take the money and run, girl. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, right? a, that's a, college is expensive. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, if this is going to linger in your conscience, like every time you go to visit your kids at school and you realize they're only there uh... because, because your husband's mistress paid for it, I don't know. It, I could see that being an issue. I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I would take this with ease. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I would feel like this is the least you can do. With all that you've done to destroy the family, I, I'm the older I get, the more I realize you just don't need pride all the time. You can just put your pride. <laughs> Look at say, you and your growth. I'm trying that. to grow. Look say that. I'm growing. He's done growing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to put it to the side, man. Why not take this money to help your children? Nah. You're not taking it? Mm-mm. No? Nah, man. Uh... Because I think it it also opens up the door. 
again for her to be somehow, some way in your guys' relationship. Mm. Uh, I would just, it, it feels like blood money, man. Um, nah, I, I couldn't do it. It is a little weird that it's also an apology gift from her when her husband was also responsible for for the infidelity as well. Like, she's making reparations, but, like, really, what has the husband done? I mean, does this also mean, like, it's a one-time gift and the husband and her don't have to communicate at all? Or is there paperwork that has to be done where she has to be in communication and attached to the family? I, 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 it just feels too messy. I like it. It should be no strings attached. Like if it's if if it's that kind of exchange yes. to where you are genuinely just giving me this money and that is it. I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about yeah. it. We don't have to sign anything. We don't have to rehash or relive anything. I would take the money. I'm trying to be on your side here, but like I can't see myself saying, "Oh, I hate you," but I'll take your money. <laughs> <laughs> but if you hate them enough, wouldn't you take their money? Yes. Might feel good every time you cash that check. It's yes. a lot of pain. Hey, Sarah, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Call me Petty. Call me Petty Patty. But <laughs> I would take that money, like Mo said, with no strings attached and run with it. Okay. Okay, Petty Go Petty. Petty Patty. Good morning, Kim. You are part of the Burt Show. Thank you for joining the convo. So my daughter was attacked by my brother's dog, and we sued my brother's family and got her a college fund. I would 100% take the money. <laughs> All right, let's stop right here for a second. Whoa. Let's hit pause. Wait a second. Yeah, let's hit pause, <laughs> and we need more deets on this. Is your daughter okay? She is. She had to have her ear reattached to her head. Oh. oh. Ooh. Yeah, she was like four. It was the day before preschool graduation. It was like a whole family drama thing. I bet. We had the best dog bite lawyer in Atlanta. He was amazing. And, you know, they wound up paying all of her medical bills. And she got a pretty nice chunk of change that we are using for her for college. So, and you just had, you had no hesitation whatsoever. As soon as it happened, I am suing my brother and his family. I mean, there was some hesitation, but for her, it was the right thing for us to do. No, totally. I'm not coming down on you at all, Kim, at all. I know. I know. No, no, I get it. It it was, it took a lot of, you know, pushing that email button. Like, yes, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I have the support of half my family and not the other half of my family. And. Well, it was a thing, but we're, you know, it was, how old is she now? Five years ago. So we're, we've kind of moved a little bit past it. I bet. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask how the relationship is now. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it could be worse. (laughs) (laughs) Could be better, could be worse. And and she went through a lot and it was just, for her, it was the absolute right thing for us to do. Oh, I bet. I know this is a sidebar kind of superficial question, but is she totally terrified of dogs even today? actually, her. which is, like, unbelievable. Yes. She, wow. she really has, like, pushed through and worked through, and she's in therapy and, and all the things, but she loves animals, and Good. she doesn't like it when they bark, at, you know, near her, like, yep. bark on her, kind of scares her a little bit, but she's nine now, and she was four when it happened, so. That's a strong little girl uh, right there, man. Good for her. I don't really like to talk about it, but, you know, she, yeah. she's resilient, and, uh, but she's got she's got a good little college fund set up for her. Okay, yeah, thank nice. you for calling. Thank you. Um, I'd say ninety five percent of the calls are saying take that cash. Yeah, <laughs> take that cash, Anna. Take it, take it, take what, it. What do you think, Anna? Uh, Anna's on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, good morning. You are on the bird show. Hi. Hi guys. Good morning. Um, I have a. I think she should totally take it. Your kid's more important than, than some stupid thing. Does the daughter know, two things, does the daughter know about the affair? That we don't know. Okay, and if she does, if she doesn't, I would never let her know where the money came from. Mm, Either yeah. way. That's fair. Yeah, and that's pretty similar to all the calls right there. Take that cash. Take that money. Take that cash. The Burt Show.